0: What's up ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another solo episode of It Is What It a 8Bit.net's news and current affairs podcast each and every week I will bring you all of my takes on all the news you need to know about, unless of course I have a guest with me, and I'm sure that you already know, but in case you didn't, I am your host Jack Cruz, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, another solo episode, you've... Seen them. No, you've never seen them. You've heard them. You've listened to them. They've been in your ears before. You know how this goes, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on my lonesome, so I'm just going to rant and rave and get crazy with y'all. So thank you so much for joining me this week. So, yeah, you know the deal, ladies and gentlemen. Solo app. So could go for five minutes, could go for 20 minutes, could go for half an hour. Eh, we're just going to see how it goes. But I very much appreciate your listenership, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this is always a difficult kind of thing to do because it's quite nice to have someone here to, you know, bounce off a little bit of banter, as they say, a little bit of, uh, you know, back and forth, a repartee. I think that's the word that, that they use. Uh, but, uh, no, just, just me, just me and my sultry tones for your, for your sweet, sweet ears. So I do appreciate everyone who is tuned in tonight. We have a few things to get through. There's a little bit of news out there and, uh... And we're just going to get straight into it because like I said, no banter. There's no one to banter with. I can't just banter with myself. I mean, I could. This one time, No, I'll save that story for another day. So, ladies and gentlemen, our first piece of news for this week is Batman. Yes, the character you all know and love has been recently played by Ben Affleck, but Affleck is out. He is done. Affleck is reportedly out as Batman for the upcoming Matt Reeves directed The Batman, which has been given its release date this week. It's slated for a June 2021 release. So this, the reporting is, is that Affleck is done. He is out as Batman. Uh, We all know the troubled story of the DCEU, the extended universe, but uh, with the, the films not performing as well as would have been liked critically and commercially, although they, I think they did bank some good uh, some good dollars. But we're not going to go over that, ladies and gentlemen, because frankly, it's a boring story and everyone's done it. I want to know who should play The Dark Knight going forward. So the talk around this is that uh, Matt Reeves is looking for a sort of mid-20s to 30s Batman, and um, and, and I guess the search is now on. We've had... We've had many a Batman over the years. Obviously, we know we've had the campy Adam West from from way back when. We had the uh, the George Clooney Val Kilmer uh, era. We had the Michael Keaton Batman, one of my personal favourites. Obviously, we had the Dark Knight Nolan trilogy um, with our uh, with our boy. No, uh, oh, I'm just blanking on his. Name. Everyone knows. Who, who was in the, the Nolan trilogy. Uh, we, we've most recently obviously had Ben Affleck playing the Dark Knight. So I I, I posed the question, who should play Batman? Mid-20s to 30s Batman. So someone fresh, which if we think about all of the movies that we've had, we've never really had a younger Batman. Christian Bale was the one that I was blanking on. That's probably like the youngest version of Bruce Wayne slash Batman that we've had, I guess in like that first Batman Begins movie, he was kind of just like coming into his own, but he was still sort of already the billionaire philanthropist in, in those movies. Um, you know, obviously George Clooney and Val Kilmer and all these ones, they were older Batman, Michael Keaton, obviously an older Batman. So we've never really had a young hip You know, not hip, but, you know, feisty, you know, fresh and getting at him Batman. So I'm quite interested to see what Matt Reeves can come up with. Apparently, uh, Warner Brothers and and DC are very impressed with the scripts that he has so far for the movie. So I'm interested. So I like Batman. You all know, I'm a Marvel boy at heart. I love me Spider-Man. I love me X-Mans. I like me Avengers and me Deadpools and all those guys. But I do have a soft spot for Batman. If if I was to pick a, uh, you know, a, a character from the DC universe it would obviously be batman and i think many people feel the same way um now i pose the question to twitter who should play the batman going forward and we had a couple of responses uh, first response comes from john Peck, eight bits very own john O'Peck. he writes in gives his suggestions he's given us three to go with his first one is ryan gosling miles teller and his third is troy baker some good, there's some good, you know, suggestions there. Like, I, I I like, I really like Ryan Gosling. He might just be a skosh too old for this, like, mid-20s to 30s. I guess he's not, I think he's just out of that real, like, young-looking dude. Um, but uh, Jono did say that that would, that would be, like, an older version of Batman. Um and then Miles Teller was his, like, young option, and Troy Baker is, like, an unknown. Uh, frankly, Troy Baker can do whatever the hell he wants. Why that man is not in feature films, I will never know. One of the most talented human beings on the planet. I love Troy Baker. Massive man crush on Troy Baker. Um, Miles Teller, though. Eh, I don't really know about that one, Jono. That's a, that, to me, is a bit of a... You know, a bit of a... a that's a left-wing one for me. I just don't think he's quite you know, as, you know, he's just not quite there for me. He's just a bit goofy to be Batman. I just don't see it. But, I mean, you know, we've been wrong before. People said that how, you know, Ben Affleck, reportedly people liked him as Batman. He was quite good. Uh, We had another suggestion for the DCEU from Whipflash191 from Twitter and he writes in and says can we just stop with Batman for a while WB can't seem to make up their damn mind anyway and that's a fair point They maybe they just need to take a step they have pretty much re uh, they're like rebooting everything they're re, apparently rebooting Suicide Squad they are obviously now getting a new Batman for this movie when it was supposed to be uh, it was Originally, obviously, meant to be directed by Ben Affleck, but he is obviously now not... It was then reported that Matt Reeves would be directing, uh, but he would still be producing, and now it seems he's he's distanced himself from the, um, the project altogether. You know, there's all this hullabaloo about Henry Cavill. There was reports he was done as Superman, but he's still tweeting out weird things about being Superman, so no one knows what's going on there. We're having a rebooted Suicide Squad movie directed by James Gunn, which... Honestly, has me a little bit excited because the Guardians of the Galaxy, well, the first one at least, is amazing. Um, and so, I'll be interested to see what James Gunn can bring to that. Obviously, we've got the new Joker movie coming out with Joaquin Phoenix, which that to me, that's what I'm like most excited because obviously, I love the Joker too. Like Batman and the Joker, kind of like one and the same. When I say I like Batman, I mean obviously I like the Joker too. Amazing character. Um, you know, shout out to uh, to our boy. Um, Oh, now I'm blanking on him again. Anyway, uh, Joker. That will be that will be great. So they're sort of like just mixing everything up. There's no real continuity here. So, um, but 2021 Whip Flash. it's Two years away. June. Two and a half years away. Just just under two and a half years. That's kind of just like a stop with the Batman. That means we won't have seen, you know, a Batman movie since. I guess Justice League, you could kind of... I guess you could call that a Batman movie, but it's not really a Batman movie. But it has Batman in it, obviously. Not that I've seen it. Um, I only have seen The Man of Steel from the new um, DC movies. They just don't interest me. They just don't interest me. But I think two years, two and a half, three years, or whatever it will be, is a a fair break from Batman. Maybe they'll give him a chance to just breathe. give, Give him some breathe. Give the character some breathing air. Some breathing space think that's the words um but nevertheless uh, i have a few uh suggestions three to be honest to be exact my, my older bat if we're going for an older batman i'd love to see john ham play batman i mean john ham's a fantastic actor obviously from Mad Men. um he was also in baby driver and he's been in a few other things as well uh he's just a really good actor and he's just got that kind of i mean he could play superman as well like he could play either of those characters he's got that face and demeanour and I think he would be great. And plus I just like watching John Hamm act. He's very he's very good to watch. Uh Nicholas Holt, if you're going like a real younger kind of Batman, um he is if you don't know who Nicholas Holt is, he played Beast in the new X-Men movies, the like the first class and all that. So um I think he could be a good uh just sort of he's my left wing kind of pick. Um but my my pick for who should play batman is liam Hemsworth. i think he's just about perfect he's got the the chiseled jaw he's got the physique he's got the um you know he's got the charisma uh i i think liam Hemsworth will be a an interesting uh pick and i he would be my top pick but Slim Pickens out there. Like, I was looking through some actors to see if I could find someone who I thought might be left bit left wing and Nicholas Holt was the best I could come up with. Um, but Liam Hemsworth would be my pick to play the Batman. But let us know. Write in. It is what it is at 8bit.net or send us a tweet. You can tweet at weare8bit or at me, cruisy underscore mate, on Twitter and let us know who you would like to see playing the Dark Knight. In, uh, it doesn't have to be the next one with Matt Reeves. It could be the next 20 different Batman because God knows we're going to keep getting these movies until Ever. Because Batman sells movie tickets. And that's just how movie selling tickets works. You know? Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? Our next story, ladies and gentlemen. Game publisher Ubisoft. Now, just before we jump into this, I want to know, ladies and gentlemen, you can tweet at me or email me uh, at the pre-mentioned addresses and, and Twitter accounts. Is it Ubisoft or is it Ubisoft? Because I kind of waver. I'm gonna am gonna go with Ubisoft for this one. Uh, Ubisoft sent out an email the other day promoting the beta for their upcoming release, the Division Two, uh, cracking game by the way. The first one was uh, a fairly innocuous promo email on first glance when it came out, um, but the subject line created quite the stir, and it read, "Come see what a real government shutdown looks like in the private beta." Now apparently people were upset by this. Uh, not long after, Ubisoft sent out another email reading, "Hello." It's a very it's a good way to start the email. Hello, comma. A marketing email promoting Tom Clancy's The Division 2 was sent in error today. This was a grave breakdown in process, and we apologize for this error in the offensive subject line of the email. We recognize the very real impact of the United States government shutdown on thousands of people and did not intend to make light of the situation. Signed off by the Ubisoft team. Now, if you're not aware, ladies and gentlemen, The Division is a game, basically, it's kind of like post-apocalyptic-ish America like the government everything is is the society has devolved and it's it's free for all in the streets it's it's you know it's it's new world order it's all that stuff so society has broken down and it's chaos and so this one is set in Washington DC obviously uh home of the White House and uh where the president I was gonna say works but I'll let you be the judge of that uh and so the obviously the the um the the subject line you know saying comes here what a real government shutdown looks like i thought on like first i saw it i'm like that's fine that's a sort of half clever subject line sure whatever um but people were upset about this enough so that they had to send out an email saying that this was a an error like they say this was sent in error i'm not sure i mean maybe it was an error of judgment i don't know if it's like an error like oh we accidentally sent the financials, or the that we did. You know, we put the wrong game in the subject line. I know no, this was something that somebody had thought of. Thought it was funny. I'm sure showed it to someone else. But, ah, this is pretty funny. Hey, this is good, and sent it. Uh, obviously, they didn't get. I guess where the uh, the breakdown in process that they that they allude to is the non. Um, maybe they didn't check it off with their managers or maybe they did. And that person said it was okay. And then it came back. It wasn't. And they had to retract the email. Um, I, I I, mean, this is a hard one for me. Obviously I haven't, we and I've spoke, we've spoken about the shutdown on this show last week with, uh, with Tom DeBom. Uh, and I, obviously this is a hard one for me to comment on because I haven't been affected by the shutdown at all. Obviously, I've watched it cursorily from across the, the ocean. And I've seen that, you know, the effects it's had on the United States and its people and that. But obviously, I haven't experienced that myself. So I can't really, I haven't been affected by this. So it's hard for me to know whether it's offensive or not. But clearly, some people have taken offense to it and and have, you know, bitten back. I, I leaning more to the side of this is an overreaction. And it's, it's a little, just a little, it's got a little touch of outrage culture about it because clearly it's, it's a joke. Like it's not, I didn't find it malicious. It was just a, I thought it was clever. I understand that there's people that have been seriously affected by this, but anyone who would, I can't get my head around the people who would get that email with that subject line and get so fired up that they would need to like. Jump on the defensive about it. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering how harsh the or how real the backlash was, or whether it was just a very loud minority of people that reached out to Ubisoft. Um, but I'd be, I'd be interested to know, American listeners, people who may or may not have been affected by the government shutdown, what, what, does this offend you? Does this upset you? What are Ubisoft out of line for the uh, the the email subject line and what was sent? Um, Personally, I thought it was fine enough. It was an edgy joke. I didn't find it offensive. I didn't think there was anything malicious in it. But like I said, uh, each to their own. And some people uh, were upset by it. So let us know. Write in. Tweet. Text. Send carrier pigeon with the message. Let us know. What do you think? Is it offensive? Were they insensitive? Should they have sent it? And should they have apologized? I would be interested to know your thoughts, listeners. Now, the next story. This is a crazy story. This is like... I can't even believe that this is the thing that happened. So you may or may not have heard about this FaceTime bug that's happened over the past week. So basically, what's happened? Fourteen-year-old boy from Mer- from America. He basically w- w- what happened was he was playing the fortnights now if you don't know what that is don't worry about it. it's a video game he was playing the fortnights with his friends and he was setting up a like a f- group facetime there's a new there's a new feature with the facetime with the apples and the iphones and that you can do a group facetime you can facetime a friend and add another friend in and add another friend in and add another friend in basically what was happening is they found a bug in the facetime program in the app where what was happening was when you Started your FaceTime call, you got someone on the line. All good. You're talking to each other. You see the faces. Very futuristic. We used to see this on like back in the day, and they're like, "Wow, video face calls. This is crazy stuff." And now it's just normal. Anyway, so what's happened when you start a group chat and you add someone in? If they weren't answering, basically what would happen is they would, you would have they're basically their phone turned into a microphone, and you could you could basically just spy on people. Insane. They, they if, say they don't answer the phone. The phone's just sitting there. You add them to the FaceTime thing that an answer, blah, and it's just, you can just hear everything that's happening. that Their their microphone is attached to the call without them having answered it. This is insane. Now, they the, the young man and his friends, like, tried, like, several times made sure that this was actually things happen and it worked every time they reported this and then and their parents reported it to Apple was not acted upon for over a week insane this is a crazy thing and there's no they have no idea how many people found this bug how many people were using the bug if it was used maliciously if people were um, affected by it but I just find this absolutely insane that you could do that and it's a little bit terrifying so I have not heard Apple have been good at uh, uh, cleaning this up. They've they've shut down the app and they will release an update to fix the problem. But they um, they uh, are going to come under uh, some some increased scrutiny as the New York Attorney General Letitia James and New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said last week that they are investigating Apple's failure to warn consumers about the FaceTime bug and their slow response to addressing the issue. Now that's probably my biggest gripe with this is how long it took them to address it nearly a week to address the issue and to take down the app to they they, this is something that could be very dangerous for a lot of people involved and I will be very I mean no one will ever know and I'm sure it's impossible for Apple to find this data but maybe it's not who knows but I'd be interested to know if this was used in a malicious way if people got on conned onto this situation and Use the the bug to spy on people effectively. Uh, it, I mean, would it's just this is just absolutely terrifying. Like this is happening. This is absolutely crazy. Imagine that. Imagine just being able to FaceTime so you've got someone and and being able to lock, basically hack into their phone and use it as a microphone to know like what's going on. Um, very bizarre, very very crazy. But uh, Apple will be. I think they'll be. I mean, they should—they should be held responsible for this. This is not something that should be allowed to happen with software, or it, when it's found, it should be fixed a lot quicker. So it's crazy that a fourteen-year-old boy was able to find this glitch and um, and report it, and that they took them a week to to really do something about it. So crazy stuff, crazy stuff. But. I digress. Let us know. Were you affected? Did someone Facetime bug you? Did they? Uh, did someone? Did you Facetime bug someone? Did it? Did you experience this at all? I didn't. Um, I didn't really want to muck around with it. I didn't because I didn't. not want someone to do it to me. Um, but you know, you never know. You never know what's what's going on. What what you might be saying about someone that pesky co-worker um, or yeah, whoever. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get myself in trouble. righty. Last. But not least, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Super Bowl happened today. Everyone knows about the Super Bowl, the big footy match in the Americas, the the Rams and the Patriots, and now Tom Brady is Thanos. He's got all the infinity rings now, and he's going to snap the NFL out of existence. Um, But that's not what I'm here to talk about, because apparently the game is really boring. I did not watch any of it. I was working today, so unfortunately no Super Bowl for me this year. But However, people were talking and tweeting about it. Um, But... Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, and this is going to shock you. People got upset at things that happened at the Super Bowl. I know, I know, I don't believe it either. Crazy. People got upset about something. Honestly, it's just unbelievable. That 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 I just I don't believe it. In case you weren't aware, babe, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's sarcasm. The people were upset. What they were upset about. However, was the halftime show performed by Maroon 5. Um, there, was a, there was a couple of different things. People were upset that uh, there was a SpongeBob inclusion in it, Squidward was in it, which people were happy about, but apparently they didn't play a song that was supposed to be played. that was about SpongeBob, so people were upset about that. Okay, I guess. Apparently the halftime performances were boring. Okay, fine, sure. People like to complain about things. I'm, I'm, you know, I like to complain about things all the time too. People didn't find it entertaining. Sure. Maroon 5, I think they're a fine band. I have no no issue with Maroon 5. I like a couple of their songs. I think they're fine. They're not my cup of tea. I don't listen to Maroon 5 often. But if a song come on at a party, I might give a little boogaloo. You never know. Yeah, they've got some good beats. What are you going to do? But what people are most upset about is that the front man, Adam Levine, during the performance decided that it would be appropriate to strip down... No, not naked, just took his shirts off. He had a jacket and then he took the jacket off. And then he had a shirt and he took that off. And then he all he had on was a singlet horror shock. And then he took the singlet off and he walked around without a shirt on. And people were upset about this for some fucking reason. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, why? Do you ask, were the people upset that Adam Levine took his shirt off? Well, I'm going to read some tweets out to you, ladies and gentlemen. Some people on Twitter had some interesting things to say about the things about the Adam Levine and his shirt off. Anyway, uh, one tweet from @ladflag, which is a terrible Twitter handle, but anyway, I have an underscore in mine. I can't really talk. He tweeted, that twat from Maroon 5 can get his top off on live TV, but Janet Jackson can't even get away with a nip slip. And they sort of continue on to this Janet Jackson trend. And uh, uh, Stefan Bondi, at S. Bondi N-Y-D-N, tweeted, Janet Jackson is wondering why this Maroon 5 dude is allowed to strip at the Super Bowl. At Shannon Stacey tweeted, So I'd like someone, somebody from the NFL and the networks to tell me the difference between the Maroon 5 dude's nipples being on display and a brief glimpse of Janet Jackson's nipples. Mm-hmm. At at Feast of Dan tweeted, Janet's still in pop culture jail, because you could kind of see her nipple, but Maroon 5 dude just got half naked on stage. Hashtag okay. Hashtag great. Hashtag Super Bowl. And Aisha Tyler tweeted, Why is it okay to see Adam levine She That's a typo. Should have been Adam Levine's. Boobs and not Janet Jackson's. Asking for a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, why are we getting upset about this? Now, are the people upset that Adam Levine took his shirt off? Are people offended that they had to see his shirt off and his nipples? Are people horrified that he was half naked? No, they're upset about something that happened fifteen years ago that someone else got in trouble for when a lady was boob was shown at the everyone remembers that the the I want to get your nickel by the end of this song, boom, and Justin Timberlake rips the the nipple out, and yeah, we all remember that she had the weird little sun thing around it. It was very strange. Um. But this is what people, this is the outrage. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about outrage culture. These people are outraged about something that other people were outraged about 15 years ago. So they're not upset that Adam Levine took his shirt off. They're upset that people got upset about something 15 years ago, and now they're upset about it now. That, to me, is insanity. I don't understand it. I don't understand why you would put your energy into something like this, why this is something that would need to be spoken about. As, uh, maybe I'm way off base. Maybe I'm not seeing the the broader picture about equality and da da da. But is this if this is the hill you're gonna die on? If Janet Jackson's nipple is the hill you're gonna die on, ladies and gentlemen, pick a better way to go about it. Because getting up here and abusing and carrying on about Adam Levine taking his shirt off, not a constructive way to have this conversation. And And this is the kind of things that that why no one will take people seriously when they do this kind of stuff. When they get up and they go, blah, blah blah, blah blah, outrage, 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 irrational thought, irrational thought. No one takes you seriously. This is ridiculous. And the mainstream and this is a little bit of pot kettle black, but the mainstream media reporting on this type of outrage is a little bit, I find just unnecessary. Also, I'm aware of the hypocrisy of the fact that I'm reporting on the reporting of the outrage. So there's a bit, but I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to have a bit of fun with it. Uh there's a couple of other tweets, which which I found to be uh, to be interesting in the in the whole thing. Um, Brooke Rogers tweeted, Janet Jackson's good reputation was tarnished for 50% less nipple than we saw today. Uh, sort of half funny. But my favorite tweet in regards to this whole thing, came from at DMC underscore Ryan. Ryan McCaffrey tweeted out, and this was my favorite tweet, and I agree with it 100%. And he said, if I looked like Adam Levine, I would also take my shirt off at every opportunity. Hashtag Super Bowl. Damn right, DMC Ryan. And I couldn't agree more. If I had a rig like like Adam Levine, I don't think I would ever wear a shirt. I would just buy shares in sunscreen and just make sure that I'm always slip, slop, slapped. Because uh, he's got a great, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, great rig great rig and uh and I just in all seriousness if you want to have a discussion about equality and you want to have a talk about double standards and these types of things do it in a constructive way because the way that people have attacked this issue today to me just you just lose all credibility doing that so maybe just you know nuance Nuance is important, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, now last year, if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, we had the Super Bowl in our, very thir- in our third episode. Uh, and that's, Isn't that ironic? This is the third episode back for the year, I think. Yes, it is. Third episode back for the year. Third episode ever last year. Third episode back this year. We had the Super Bowl. And we reviewed, if you remember, every single commercial that was shown during the Super Bowl last year. And this year, we will not be doing that. Because that Segment went for a very long time, and I had feedback that it was not very entertaining. And uh, on on review, probably, probably right. Don't need to go through every single uh, ad that was shown. But there was a couple. There was just a couple of ads, ladies and gentlemen, that I wanted to touch on very briefly. Uh, there was a Bud Light commercial, which was promoting the new season of Game of Thrones. Very funny commercial. We had the Bud Knight and the jousting. And then he gets boomed off the jousting thing. Oh, no, the Bud Light Knight's no, down. And then it's, it's the mountain. It's the guy. It's the... Clickane, G- G- the big dude from that likes to squeeze people's eyeballs out from Game of Thrones. He was the man that was getting the man off of the Bud Light man. And then the dragon comes down and burns everything and it's all very crazy and the Bud Knight the Bud Knight's down and he's hurt. Um just a cool there's just a funny little commercial, interesting combination, Bud Light and Game of Thrones. Um but I I liked it. It was it was a cool thing. Just a reminder that we're getting the last season of Game of Thrones this year. How cool is that? How awesome is that? Very excited for that. Very excited. Uh, hopefully, I don't see any more trailers or ads. I do not want to. I don't want to see it. Uh, there was an Avengers TV spot which I did not watch. I've seen people say that they were moved by it. It was moving. Someone said that they cried. Okay, sure. If you cried, that's fine. Good, and, and that's. That's fine also. But I did not watch it. You know I hate spoilers. I do not want to know. I've seen enough. As you know from last week, I'm rewatching the MCU at the moment. So I'm going through chronological, rewatching all the movies in the lead up to Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. So I'm very excited about that. Don't want to spoil anything though. I've seen enough. I don't need to say it. Don't show me any more ads. Don't show anything. I just don't want to know. And the last ad that I wanted to touch on was a Stellar Artois ad. And now this enraged me, ladies and gentlemen, because if you remember last week, we spoke about the dude. The dude, ladies and gentlemen, from The Big Lebowski, the Jeff Bridges character, Jeffrey Lebowski, tweeted the thing. And it's like a, a very obscure thing. And I said on the thing, i got I hope this is a teaser for a new dude movie. And yet it was not. And I was right. It was a. It was an ad to sell. At least it was beer. It wasn't a very good beer. Stella is not a good beer, people. Don't drink Stella. It's terrible. But this was an ad to sell beer. What made it worse is that you had Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City. Her character walks into the bar. Oh, do you want a martini? Do, 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 with the song playing. And she's like, no, I'll have a Stella Artois. And they're all like, oh, crazy. She's ordering a beer. Everyone's falling over. La, la. And no one got upset about that. Well, why is it crazy for a girl to order a beer? La, la. Uh, and then the dude walks in. And he's like, oh. you like, do you want a white Russian? He's like, no, I'll have a Stella, bro. And he goes and sits down. And they sit down. And they're like, "Cool, oh, cheers, good. And I was just like, come on, man. Yeah. You just went and did it, didn't you? Did exactly what I said you were going to do. It was just a stupid ad to sell a bloody beer. I'll <sighs> oh, just give me, a, give, like, do something. Do something with it. Give me a new dude movie. Give me a new Lebowski movie. Anyway, moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, before we close out, we have one listener question sent in. And this comes from the way of listener Quartzical69. Fantastic username, Quartzicle69. And courtschool 69 asks, in regards to the Gillette commercial topic that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, Quartzicle69 asks, in regards to the people who, I guess, are getting upset about the Gillette ad, this person asks, how many of the anti-Gillette men do you think do their own shopping? Now, I thought this was, uh, obviously, this was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek question sent in from Quartzicle69. And I at first thought, I thought, you're right probably none of them you know these men they don't do their own shopping god and then I thought to myself well actually a lot of the men getting upset about this Gillette commercial probably either have never had a girlfriend or are currently single for reasons that should be pretty obvious so they're probably going to have to do a lot of their own shopping for themselves court school and then on further inspection I thought to myself well a lot of them probably still live at home with mum. In which case, they're probably not doing their own shopping. And so, there's a probably a good percentage. So, my guess would have to be, it's probably like 50-50, if we're being completely honest. <laughs> Maybe half-half. But a great question nonetheless, court school. And it did, help, I did ponder it for a little bit. But obviously, impossible to know. Um, perhaps we should survey the the uh, Gillette anti-Gillette men and see whether they do their own shopping but a great question and a, and a good thought provoker so I do appreciate you writing in and if you ever have any questions ladies and gentlemen for myself or any of my guests or in regards to any of the topics that we're doing you can always email me or us at itiswhatitis at 8bit.net that email address is itiswhatitis at 8bit.net that's A-T-E-B-I-T want to make sure everyone gets it right didn't send it to there's not a number it's the word ate it's so a play on words in regards to like food and stuff you know what i'm saying because we had we have the hungry gamers it's all the stuff we like burgers and stuff anyway Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net or search the 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. And you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at cruisy underscore mate. 8-Bit is that we are 8-Bit on all of the socials. Remember, if you've enjoyed the show, ladies and gentlemen, please head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. It does help get the word out. helps us be discoverable. I cannot stress this enough, ladies and gentlemen. iTunes reviews are the lifeblood of podcasters. This is a passion project for a lot of people that do this. Um, we do this for the love of it. And what we do it for is so that people can listen to it and hear it. And it takes five minutes, not even jump on your iTunes, jump on SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to this, leave a review. Uh, it helps so much. And it really more than anything means a lot. When you read... The, the feedback that someone might leave f- on your podcast, like to tell you that they like it, that, you know, they listen to it, that they that it's provoked thought. Um, send me an email, even if it's not a question, if you just got a comment or a, a criticism of the show or you disagree with something I've said, all these things help so much in just not just obviously helping us get the word out there and get other ears on the podcast, but it it. it it makes it worthwhile to know that people are listening and people are engaging. I'm very fortunate that I have a very engaged listenership and people do reach out quite a lot um, in private and and in public just to say what they thought of the show or they disagree with me on X, Y, and Z. So um, it would mean a great deal, ladies and gentlemen, if you could have, in your time, head on over, hit the little, little stars. If it's two stars, one star, three star, four star, five star, whatever it might be, head on over, leave a review. Let me know what you think about the show. It would be very much appreciated. And before I leave, I must, of course, shout out Always to our wonderful sponsors, Audio-Technica, for hooking the 8-Bit Collective up with all the best audio gear in the business. Make sure you go to www.audio-technica.com.au for everything you need in the way of audio gear. little tidbit, I've started watching a new show on Netflix called You, very good show. Very crazy man in that show, but he has a record player and he puts the record player down on the on the the, the the needle down on the record to play the music. Obviously, that's how they work. And there's a little Audio Technica logo at the end of the needle of the thing. So I was like, ah, it's like Audio Technica. I wonder if they paid for that or whether they just bought it and they just put it in there or whatever. But anyway, fantastic. Audio Technica, go, go check them out. They have the best gear in the business. They really do. Mics, turntables, headphones, anything you could, in the way of music, audio, podcasting, whatever it is, Go and check them out. Um, Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you tonight. I very appreciate your listenership. As always, we'll be back next week with another guest. Hopefully, I have a really special surprise for you coming up in the next few weeks. I'm just trying to get things locked down, but do stay tuned for that. And until next time, friends, it is what it is.